Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rambold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. You see, I'm going to bring you where you'll depend upon the Lord God. Yes, I'm your prophet, and I will be there for you. But you're going to learn that you can go into that throne room just like I can go into that throne room. But you can't get into that throne room in the condition that you're in right now. So when I can, when I can get you to the place where you're kicking the stinking devil upside the head, when I can get you to the place when you can say, you stinking devil, listen up, and he does not say, look, Jesus we know, Prophet Deckard we know, but who and are you? Now, when you get to that point, we're doing well. Okay? Folks, your spirits are real fun to watch. Okay? See, I, I see that like that. I, 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 I can see your spirits. I can see them do a lot of things. Okay? When they start going pop, 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 I'm going, boy, that one struck out, Lord. That, that, one, that one didn't get to first base. You'll be all right. Take a long, deep breath. You're in good hands. You're saying we're in good hands with you? No, you're in good hands with the Lord God. Got nothing to do with a prophet. It's got everything to do with this living God. Everything. Okay, let's... Uh, uh, Mark 5, 8. And, and, and here again, uh, I only threw this in because just another of a number of illustrations here. Uh, he said here in Mark 5, 8, For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Now again, at that point in time, what I was doing in the seminars all those years and still today is trying to get you to understand you do have, you do have the authority as a Christian to call unclean spirits out. The problem comes after they're out, what's going to happen? All right? Well, we know they go to a dry place for some amount of appointed time and then they come back, they bring seven spirits worse themselves and enter into that person. Now, they can't enter in unless you let them enter in. And, and for those of you that, bless God, that have, uh, have been dealing, that, that, that I've been dealing with, uh, with deliverance since uh, the, the last quarterly, uh, I, I'm certain at this point you're, you're being able to, to, bless God, to grasp on. Because, you see, it's a, it, it's a, a, a process. It, it's a pro- Does Satan know the process? Very well. See, when somebody like me starts to talk, they start to tremble. When you speak the Word of God, now I said this, I think, last quarterly, probably ever quarterly. When the powers of darkness look, like, look at you, you're made in the image of God. When you speak like God, you look like God. They have no alternatives but to believe. But when you get Mickey Mouse with them, well, that's good, Mickey Mouse. They know because they know the Word. When they hear you boldly stand and proclaim well in the name of the Lord, 
And about two days later, oh, my leg hurts. <laughs> I thought I was healed. Oh, somebody else. I know how to drag a leg. I used to practice as a kid. What I, what I really used to do was a Chester. <laughs> or, or Grandpa McCoy. Maybe it was him, okay? But the minute that you speak out of your mouth doubt and unbelief, they are on you like flies to molasses. You destroyed your image. You destroyed your authority. Now God can't do anything. Because you gave it away. Satan says, <laughs> get him. He just thought he was the Lord. And then all hell breaks loose and you're standing there going, but I went to church Wednesday. Man, I even sang in the choir. What's happened here? Well, me and the preacher, we talked, we agreed. This isn't between you and the preacher. This is between you the Lord our God, and the stinking powers of darkness. And you're going to have to understand, this is a war for your mind. If you haven't got that one, it's out there. This is a battle for your life, both spiritually, if he could, once saved. He's not going to take that unless you give that away, okay? But for those that aren't, he will take. So, so you, you have to realize that this whole thing, and like I said, you know, as Americans, the only place in the face of the earth that I've ever been, that we are really something about, it's your fault. No, it, no, it's your, it's your fault. Well, you know, I mean, after all, I was tempted. What is that? That's just stupidity. Nothing is somebody else's fault. It's your fault. Me, myself, and I. Say me. Myself, myself and I. That's what your problem is. Your problem, all that we have talked about here and tried to expose with the powers of darkness. Darkness does not have any control over you until you give them control. They only know what they've been told. Folks, they don't read minds. As I have taught into. All they know is what you say. God says if you will say what you know to be the truth, stand on it, don't waver, have no doubt and unbelief, same thing, it shall come to pass. Now, it may be you down to the last breath that you're going to have on this earth before God raises you up, but you want to know something? What makes the difference? What if things didn't work out? And, and, and Well, you know, I, I mean, I had a little investment and the Lord said it was going to work out and it didn't work out. What difference does it make? The sun's going to come up tomorrow. He's still going to be God. He's still going to be on the throne. And His Son, Yeshua, is on His right hand. Big deal, you screwed up. Repent and get in line. And do it again. It's not three strikes, you're out. Thank God it's not that way. This thing is set for every born that should believe. Dare to believe. Dare to just get yourself in a position one time to kick the devil upside the head in the name of Yeshua and walk away. What do you think David thought the first time he looked at the looked at old Goliath? Now Goliath was oh gee, he was well he about the size of them angels. I mean he's up you know, his head's up in here somewhere. 
There old David, he's just a ruddy lad. That's what it said about him. He looked at this old boy. He said, oh dear, my Lord, my God, I just come to visit the brothers. Well, well, man, he got armor and got a sword. I couldn't even pick the sword up with one hand. Now this is what he could have done. This is what the, 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 the ten senses was talking to him about. But David said this, with my hands I killed a bear and a lion that come to attack my father's sheep. You're not anything to me. Can you imagine what that giant must have thought looking down at him? <laughs> well, I'll rip you apart. <laughs> but you see, no. David knew his God. But I'm going to tell you why he could stand there, and very seldom has this ever been taught. It's because he had to come first against the bear and the lion. He first had to come against them and over to have overcome them. Now listen, he had to have confidence. And now that he had confidence and he had seen how the Lord God delivered him and his father's sheep, he looked at that giant and he said, I've got news for you, bud. <laughs> you're in defilement and you're defiling Israel and I'm about to bend over and got a slingshot. You know, I've been looking for a big club or something. But the kid gets a slingshot, reaches down and gets these smooth stones. And how many sermons have you heard about what that's all about? He only used one, folks. Get over it. Gee, well, the second stone. Well, the second stone was so if the first one missed, let's get over it. I don't make a real good storyteller, or at least it don't turn out very well that way. The same principle works with you. When you can take what I'm teaching, begin to apply it to your life, make this your life. See, this can't be something to play with. This is going to have to become your life. As I said, you're going to have to come home from work. You're going to have to eat. You're going to have to leave the TV off. You're going to have to get set down, and you're going to have to study. You're going to have to listen. You're going to have to take notes. You're going to have to go back and take notes. You're going to have to go back and listen over and over and over again. But when I can get you to that point where you can kick Satan upside the head one time, did I do that? Prophet, were you praying? No. Honey, were you, were you interceding in the back room? No. You mean I kicked old Sue's foot in the butt and he ran? I, you know, law of averages. And that's what you're going to do at first. The second time you kick him and he runs. Prophet, are you sure that wasn't you? No. Honey, uh, you are praying. No. I might be on to something here. About the third time, you're going to find out who you are. About the fifth time, Satan's going to know your name. About the sixth time, he's going to find another block to operate in because you're going to find out if he ain't coming to your house, you're just going to walk to somebody else's to see if you can't kick his butt again. Is that the way you are? That's who I am. I've never... Folks, what kind of... Do what, what, you think... 
that it all started out with me in the third world. For bless God that, the, you know, everything from trying to kill me to try to shut the meetings down, where I'd say, uh, you know, the, when I'm in India, they get off outside the, the tent area and, and they try to get louder than me. And I'd just shut things down and say, bring that idiot up here. Be one of those Indian uh, guru characters. I said, you should tell him. I said, in his dialect, he's shooting his mouth off. He got a loud, got a loud mouth. But uh, let, let's see here if, uh, if what his God does. I said, you tell him to pray, stand on his head, cross his legs, go pee out behind that tree. But you tell him that I want to see, with all the commotion, all the loudness, what his God does. And you tell him when he gets done, I'm sure going to show him what my God does. Them idiots will take the challenge every time. They go into all this stuff. It always reminded me of Elijah up on the mount. They just said, you see the sweat coming down. Yeah, and, and what I'd do, I'd pick somebody out of the audience, somebody close, the lame, the blind, the deaf, the dumb, the one that had crooked arms, crooked legs, cross eyes. Bring them up! I said, you tell this big mouth to pray for him, and let's see, let's see his God do something for him. Those idiots would take off. They would do it. Nothing would happen. I'd say, get them out of the way. Lay hands on them, and the miracles would come. Do you think that happened because I went over there the first time? Uh-uh. That happened through years of me finding out who my God really is and finding out that Satan can't play in the same ballpark with this old boy because I will beat him seven ways from Sunday. Every time. Not every once in a while. Not just, just because it's a... Oh, no, every time. That's the reason around this world. When you, de- when you had to deal with this prophet... I've driven uh, witch doctors out of Africa by the tens. And I mean that. Why? Their God can't do anything. Their God can't do a thing. And yet at the same time, I had to go through a process to get to the place I could do that. Can you imagine? Now, now let me show you something. If that was my first thing, I never had anything to work up to that, like I just tried to go through with you. You know what the you know what Satan would have done? Okay, boys, get some doubt and unbelief in his heart. Remember what it says? And in your heart, believe. Well, what if uh, I know he can't heal anybody, give anybody miracles? His God can't do anything. What happens if my God doesn't do nothing? Come on, stay with me here, folks. Because this I'm th- I'm talking live here. What, if, what, what do you think this big crowd's going to do? Turn on me? So you see, you can't operate over into that mount that Elijah was in until you have brought yourself, your anointing, your faith to a position where you can beat Satan every time he sticks his ugly head up. And when you can, then you are ready to display the glory of God for God's sake, not yours. That's when you go through all this stuff of a broken and a contrite spirit that's no fun, okay? Maybe we'll get to that the next time. But that's the way it worked with David. That's the way it's going to work with you. 
You are. You are a child of the Most High God. You're, you're not just something that happened into this earth. I've had people say, well, you know, I was kind of a mistake when I was born. Mom and Dad just kind of, yeah. No, you weren't. No. Mistakes don't get here. Oh, bless God. There's a few, a few of you in here tonight need to deliver to that. Somebody say amen. amen. You need to deliver to that. You weren't a mistake. No. You're right on time. Remember the foundations of the world? You were there. You were supposed to be here. <laughs> Hopefully you'll stay. Okay. Well, if he wasn't so loud. You know, if he quit yelling. Oh, shucks, I'm just keeping some of you awake. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Amen. I love you. Say, I love you, Brother Decker. I love to use that, and I do it every time, don't I, because it gets you right where I want you. Remember you said you love me first? Liar, liar. Pants on fire. Nose longer than a telephone wire. Guess what age I grew up in? Shame on me. All right, let, let, let's travel along here. Matthew 17. Matthew seventeen fourteen through 21. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and off into the water. In uh, South America, there's a spirit that's called the water spirit, water like you drink. There's a lot of things in, in places like Africa, the dark regions where darkness looms, the wickedness is. But I got there and they began to tell me about this spirit that was called the water spirit. And what this spirit did, it caused people to walk out into the river and just drown. Pastor, he looked at me and said, can you believe that prophet? I said, I have a problem with it. Darkness can drive, uh, drive flesh to any level in which darkness wants to drive it until flesh says enough's enough. So we sat there and we talked a little while, and I said, uh, do you know anybody? He said, well, yeah. I said, I know a, a young girl. said she they pulled her out of the river two or three times, and Said every time they just when the first chance they get they go back in the river and they have to drag them out again so they have to literally have uh, their uh, arms and sometimes even their legs around around their ankles they 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 they, they uh, fix them where they're tied together so if in the middle of the night they try to get up then th- th- something's you know they know so anyway they take me to this gal and uh, so uh, uh, I, I I begin to pray and I cast this thing out of her this demon. This darkness, as I see when I do that, when I see the darkness come out of the body. That's the way I know that they've been delivered. This mass of darkness came out. She fell on the ground. She came back around and she never been in the river again. Then everybody got excited. 
let's get everybody with the water spirit to the prophet. And boy, that got to be a real deal. Well, I couldn't stay there forever, so what I did was I transferred, you know what I said? I transferred the anointing of my deliverance unto a pastor that was well of age. And I told him that he would be able to, from that day forth, to cast the water spirits out of the people. I got a letter, two or three letters, four, five, six letters. There was no water spirit in that village no more. They were gone. But you see, until somebody was capable of taking on Satan, until somebody understood that, bless God, that there was people throwing themselves in that river and just drowning. If there wasn't somebody to bring them up, they just drowned. That was it. But people weren't drowning anymore. The light had come. Darkness comprehended the light not. Darkness has to give up when the light shows up. Demons have to leave when real anointings are around. 16, and I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Why? Not enough anointing. When Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long have I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Was he aggravated in disciples? You better believe he was. Why? He had given them authority and power. Okay? He reamed them. Okay? Now, wait a minute. Jesus never acted like that. Well, you need to get to know the real Jesus, all right? You need, you need, you need to understand something. When he went in and turned those money-changing tables over, folks, he wasn't just saying, oh, excuse me, please. He was mad. He was out of hand. He was almost deranged. <laughs> then he ran all them out like a madman. He said, now listen, you bozos. How long am I going to put up with this? How, do I have to do everything? Listen to me, ministry. Do I, the prophet, have to do everything? Can't you do something, anything to help? Now, are we talking Jesus or the prophet? Well, we're talking the prophet now, I mean, but that's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. So he goes on here and says, And then came the disciples to Jesus apart. Oh, I'm sorry. And Jesus rebuked, 18th verse, the devil. He departed out of him. The child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? I imagine if they could, if got it all in there, they crawled to Jesus. And in a very quiet, humble voice said, You know, Jesus, we're trying. What went wrong here? Come on. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, they wavered. They saw something there that intimidated them. You can't, you can't grab somebody and say, Please come out. Oh, pretty please. Jesus' name. That devil will rip you, tear you. <laughs> Hopefully not leave you running down the street naked, okay? 
doesn't work. They said, because you're unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have the faith of a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to the yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Always mentoring, always teaching. Yeah, he said, I'll tell you what your problem is. It's unbelief. Now, what I'm about to get to here in, the, in this last verse I'm going to use is going to little, it sound a little contradictory, but it's not. He said, boys, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have to get, the, the, get this belief thing in, in hand. Now, when you look at this, because he's saying you can take that mountain, if, you're, if you believe, and tell it to cast, be cast into the sea, and, and it's over there. It's gone. Yeshua did not limit us to anything. In fact, as I've said many times, he said, everything that I have done ye shall do, and even greater things shall you do. Where I'm at right now is saying, this generation, say, I am that generation, generation. is going to work those greater works. If we can get you squared around, straightened out in the Word, you're going to work the greater works that he was talking about right there. Now, uh, and, and then so in the next verse, he said, and nothing shall be impossible if, in fact, you can believe. Now, he goes to 21, he says, How be it this kind goeth out, uh, out uh, but not out, I'm sorry, but by prayer and fasting. Well, wait a minute. He just told them that, the, yeah, that their belief would, 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 would bring it out. No, he was speaking directly to them. Because your belief couldn't do it, fasting and prayer will. And it's a real lesson for all of us. When I first got into the ministry, I would not go pray for anybody until I had at least fasted three days and three nights. At least. I said, I'll be there three days later. It worked. Why? There wasn't enough anointing to spit on. Oh, you mean the anointing just didn't start out raising the dead with you? I'm sorry. Even by the time we got over here to this church, when I would finish, the anointing would only flow out of me for two or three people at the most. So I'd say, okay, if you're here and you're dying, get right over there, quickly. Well, the dying folks hurried up and got over there. I said, now the rest of you just get in line. The anointing would run, the miracles would come for two or three. The rest of them, I just prayed to God that Somehow they got healed because there wasn't any anointing. The anointing has to be earned. The anointing has to be built. The anointing has to become stronger every year in your life. And if it has not, and it's come to a place that is stalemated, you and the Lord God got a problem, and it's not God. Some of you have been churched long enough. The anointing should have been doing something in your lives. And I have got a bunch of bottle-sucking babies is what I've got. Now, I've got some that's coming on, okay? I've got some that's going to turn this world upside down. But I'm talking about as, as the whole of you. It doesn't work. You see, it doesn't work. You can't slide by. I tried every single shortcut that I could think about. None of them worked. There aren't any shortcuts. You've got to pay the price. Say, I, I will, will pay, the price. pay the price. Oh, you shouldn't have said that unless you meant it. Gotcha! 
You're going to make it. Sometimes people say, man, prophet, you make this thing sound, look so hard. No. It's a matter of giving up and giving in. That's all that it is. Why? Because God loved us first. God loved you and I first. And there is nothing that He won't do for us if we'll follow the rules. What happens if you leave here this afternoon after service? What happens if you leave here and, bless God, you don't stop the stop sign? There's a cop sitting out there. You didn't follow the rules, did you? You got a ticket, won't you, have gotten? Well, I should have got a ticket. The policeman's going to say, well, what do you mean you shouldn't have got a ticket? You ran the car, you didn't stop the stop sign. We have rules in this state. God has rules to guide His kingdom and the kingdom of darkness. He has rules. Once you can learn to get a hold of and flow in these rules, I'm going to tell you something, folks. It will change you. Your wives, in some cases, aren't going to know who you are. You're not going to know who you are. But I'm going to tell you who will. Satan will know your name. He will know your name. He's not going to come up and say, well, the Lord God I know, the prophet I know, who are you? No. He's going to go right down the street. And like I said, you're going to get bold enough. Then you're going to start going next door and see if you can't kick the slat out of the devil in their house. Just to be practicing, you know. You're saying, you mean you can get that? Absolutely you can. Bless God, I go in places looking for the devil. I say, you got any problems going on here? Anything funny? Huh? Who are you? I'm the ghost buster. <laughs> Me and Satan aren't friends. But I know how to whip him. I know how to kick him out. I know how to beat him down. I know how to destroy him from my life and my family and my home. Because God give me the rules. And I finally got smart enough just to follow the rules. It's really not that tough. Just learn to follow the rules. Just learn to follow the rules. Just learn to follow the follow, follow. Just learn to follow the rules. I've got to stop this. Now, let me tell you why. There's going to be somebody come in here one of these days from, some, from California, and, and they're going to say, you know what? Once you give that up and we can put you on, on your stage out there in Hollywood. Huh? See, I keep telling Kayleen, because she's got all this long blonde hair, one of these nights I'm going to sneak around and I'm going to cut it off. Being bald-headed, I'm going to crazy glue that hair on top of my head. In preparation for this, I stand around and do this a lot. <laughs> and Donna would say, what are you doing? I said, I'm practicing throwing all that hair out of my face. <laughs> I am the next American idiot. I- idol. <laughs> Kaylee never has thought that, ever since she's about that tall, to be a very good idea. You notice she still has her hair. I'm still bald, okay? Say, I love you, Lord. Let's go just a few more, another scripture or two here, and we'll, we'll bail out of this thing. I'm telling you something, when you get it all going the same direction at the same time, won't you? Know that He is the Lord. Uh, now, in, 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 the book of, in the book of Revelation, and I want to uh, check something here. I, I didn't uh, do everything I needed to do here about 
Oh, yes, I did. Revelation 12. Starting in the seventh verse, book of Revelation, 12th chapter, seventh verse, and we're going to go down through the twelfth verse. And there was a war in the heavens. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels. Sounds to me like a war. And prevailed not, neither was the place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, called the devil. And Satan, which deceived the whole world, he cast, was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying from heaven, Now is sal- come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, for the, for the accuser of, of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Day and night you're being accused. Day and night, he's walking in the throne room, getting all these text messages. That's where that first started, you know, from all the rest of the demons. Here they come. And he's accusing you. Now, there's no scriptural evidence of what I'm about to tell you, but I'm going to tell you through the experiences of the visitation of those two angels that come to me very closely how this thing works. Lord, oh, you mean he calls him Lord? Oh, yeah. Lord, uh, you, you see old Deckard? Uh, now, I, you know, we heard him say that he was healed from an ingrowing toenail. Now, how do, how do you know that he is? And the Lord's going to say, well, because he said he was. Well, you know what, I, we're not convinced of that, and, and, and if you're so sure that he is, well, why don't you just let, let us add him, and, and we'll go down there and stomp on his big toe, and you watch him jump and yell. Now, here's where this thing gets tricky. The Lord is not going to say, no, you can't do that, Satan. Why? Because you said, I'm healed by the stripes that you, Lord, bore upon the tree. You said that you were healed, He believes that you mean what you have said. Because, now listen, that is the rules of the way that it works. And so the Lord says, well, okay. Uh, uh, uh." So he has accused you, in this case me, of lying to God. Lying to try to deceive him. Turns the tables, doesn't it? Hang on to that. There's, There's going to be a lot to study when you get a hold of this thing with what I'm saying. So he thinks that I'm deceiving Satan. You know something? I am. Now all of a sudden the Lord says, all right. Well, he said he's, he's healed. He said he's healed. He said, uh, yeah, he said, I'll let the heads down. You uh, go ahead and go down there and pounce on that big toe one time. Let's see what happens. Here come the devil. Now what you and I don't know is we're about to sorely be tested. Uh, you know, I keep telling you, you have to understand something. It's one thing to be healed. It's one thing to be delivered. It's one thing to deli- be re- re- receiving miracles. Then it's a whole nother story to understand how to keep them. And this is the reason I speak such things as that. So he comes down, and there I am down there. And now the toe would start hurting a little bit, okay, but now... 
I've never had an ingrowing cold that ever went through this, but I'm, you know, making this up so you'll have a picture, an image. So he gets down, and I'm, I'm thinking, well, that toe. Now, I'm not saying anything. Well, that, that toe. Uh, and all of a sudden, wham, Satan stomps on that toe. I jump about three foot in the air, let out one of those blood-curdling screams. You know, you've heard them on TV. Help, Jesus! Jesus ain't nowhere to be found. Please? You ever try please? That don't work either. Now, what's happened? Satan comes back and says, See, Lord, old Deckard, he's just shooting off his big mouth again. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. You've got to learn not to scream when Satan steps on your big toe. That's got a hangnail. You've got to learn to bite your... The old story, learn to bite the bullet. Learn to understand something. This thing ain't between you and the preacher, you and the prophet, you and the congregation, you and your wife, you and your kids. It's between you and the living God. So, so when, when all this thing begins to take place, and, 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 and through this of understanding that he'd been accused him before the Lord got day and night, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the testimony uh, uh, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. It's going to be a real mess during that time. We're not going to go into that right now because I'm trying to go somewhere. Therefore rejoice, rejoice ye heavens, and ye shall dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants, inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Now, a lot of the Pentecostals have said that time has already come and gone. No, that's yet to come. I'm going to tell you something about the book of uh, the book of Revelation. It's not the book of Revelations. It is the book of Revelation. It's not in the right order. The angel came to me when I first began to minister. He said, "The Lord God said you can preach from everything in the Scriptures except the book of Revelation." And the Lord God said, when the day comes that He wants to teach you, He will come, send me, and I will teach you so that you can teach the book of Revelation. I went some probably 10, 12 years and never used one verse out of the book of Revelation because I didn't know. And when the angel came back and began to teach me, he said, where people make mistake with, the book, with this book of Revelation is that it is not in the proper order. I said, man, who screwed up? He said, I will teach you. And he did. We'll get all of that stuff later. But that's where people get uh, have a lot of problems. Well, they think this happened, that happened, and this happened over there. And uh, you gotta, you got to, again, you can't know unless you can know by revelation. You can read that and think. You can use those senses we've talked about here uh, last night and today. But that's not going to get you through with this stuff. You can have an opinion about that. Now, let me tell you what the angel said to me when I said, when I made this statement, I said, well, I said, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people teach out of it. And he said, yeah, and there's a lot of people. And he said, you can put a lot of that stuff together, and it all have a, has a different outcome. And he said, they all can't be right. I said, oh, that's interesting, very interesting. So I left it alone. 
So, you know, everybody wants to get into these things and great, you know, let's get into the book of Revelation. Well, we'll give it to you as God gives it to us. How will that be? Hallelujah. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Shemu Nikrah